this is Gary McIntyre with Digital DBC, the podcast at Dunwoody Baptist Church. We're excited to be with you. This is uh, the podcast that we're about to roll out, and we like to, to add a tagline to it that says, this is where Dunwoody Baptist Church meets in the digital world. I'm here with the pastor of Dunwoody Baptist Church, Alan Jackson, and we want to talk a little bit about our vision for this and what you can expect with it moving forward. And so with no further ado, uh, Alan, glad to have you with us today. Gary, I'm glad to, to be part of this, and this is just one of those God winks uh, when you told me what you were trying to do with your doctoral work that you're doing with Liberty University. It allowed me to say, this is what I've had in mind for a very long time, uh, for our people to be able to have a 30-minute program that they can listen to in the car. And we have so much content that we have available, and we're producing more content week to week. And so many of our folks tell us that they uh, watch it online or they watched part of it online and then they lost a signal in the car or their internet faded at their uh, house or whatever, and they want to catch up with content. So they say, uh, do you, are the sermons online yet? Is the Bible study online yet? Is that musical presentation online yet? And your vision to have this all in one place spoke exactly into where God was telling me is our next step in the digital world. Well, I mean, I love the idea of a podcast because you can just do so much with it. You're not limited to where you are. You're not you're not having to sit down in front of a computer or watch an app or something. You can be driving down the road, you're listening to it. You can be cutting the grass, and you're sitting there listening to it. So the avenues just open up so, so big. Well, and more and more of our people, and I, and I think even the people that are just checking us out, more and more people want to redeem time. They don't want to just listen to talk radio, or they don't want to uh, just mow the grass. And uh, a lot of people will wear uh, their earbuds uh, while they're mowing the grass and uh, or, or while they're working around the house, or they'll put it on Alexa to where there is a, uh, uh, a content, a background noise, so to speak, that is speaking into their spirit and not just uh, noise from uh, sports or talk radio or, or random music station. There's a, there's a time and a place for all that, but we're finding that a lot of people are searching out uh, content, especially with drive time especially with drive time. That's why we, we were thinking 30 minutes. Right. That, that's, that's the commute in Atlanta. Uh, before we get too far into this, I mean, there might be people listening to this who's new to the church, might be new to you. You have kind of a long history here at Dunwoody Baptist Church. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. Uh, when uh, I first started investigating the idea about being a pastor here, I, I realized in my spirit I didn't want to be a pastor just anywhere. I wanted to be a pastor here. Uh, I came here for the very first time back in 1989 as the student pastor. And I was here about five years as the student pastor, and then I took a position on the faculty of the New Orleans Seminary um, and taught there for 22 years. In the middle of that time, uh, 2001-2002, uh, Dunwoody Baptist Church was between pastors, and I became the interim pastor and came back here every weekend, almost every weekend, for 20 months to uh, to serve the church and to have the church serve me, quite frankly, this is this is my family, and uh, then in um, the unfortunate um, cancer diagnosis of the pastor who preceded me, uh, Mac Hanna, he uh, 
realized that there was no more treatment that was available to him towards the end of 2014. And in 2015, I became the interim pastor again. And after just a little bit of that, the the church and Judy and I both realized it was it was the right time to try to see if this was going to be a long-term deal. So for the last uh, six going on seven years, I've been the senior pastor here at Dunwoody Baptist Church. But it's kind of 3.0. First time as a youth pastor, second time as an interim pastor, third time as an interim pastor that then went into a, a full-time uh, senior pastor. So I switched from being a full-time professor and a part-time pastor to a full-time pastor, and I still teach uh, every now and then at the seminary, so I'm a part-time professor. Yeah, as long as I've known Dunwoody Baptist Church, I've known you as a part of it. Uh, uh, you were a youth pastor here. I was youth pastor at the church down the street. I had you for class. Right. Uh, you probably remember me as your greatest student. Uh, if, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Certainly so, one of the earliest ones. Right, let's pay you for that later. The uh, So... When my son, he, he he started going to church here not too long after he got married, probably about five years ago, and uh, I just happened to see a bullet in his car, and it had your name on it. And it just like, wait, it fir- well, first, I was like, wait, d- is that the guy who sings the songs? And then it's like, oh, wait, no, I know him. I know yeah, him. Yeah. And the funny thing was, even when I, I came here uh, as a, a guest, I recognized you, but I didn't recognize you until I, I was in your office one day and I saw a picture, I guess it's your wedding picture, and you had the mustache, but not the goatee. And I said, right. that, that's him. It was dark, that's too. That's him. And it's like all of a sudden, it, it was all dark came back too. together. Between Hurricane Katrina and COVID-19, I have no more dark hair. There's, oh, there's no more pepper among the salt. Oh, I get the gray hair thing because, I mean, I, at one time I just started naming blocks of hair to the I, families that, you know, gave I just grief. figure I earned them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this, this church is family to Judy and I, and we have a, a long history with lots of folks. And, uh, and, and even in a podcast, we, what we hope is that they, uh, whoever listens to this will feel like that friends are talking to them. Not a lecture and not a, um, a sermon necessarily, although there will be some of that. But, but what we hope is that they will hear uh, that it's uh, a friend, a group of friends that are their community, in this case their digital community. Right. One of the things that, that really excites me about this is the opportunity to get to know people better. Uh, the pandemic has forced us to kind of spread out a little bit and, you know, Let's face it, sometimes it's hard for it to get everybody back, uh, but we happen to live in an age where, you know, we have technology that can help us stay connected oh, even absolutely. when we can't do it in person. And this uh, this is an opportunity for us to allow people to tell their stories. One of the, the most exciting things I think we're going to get to do is have people do these segments called This Is My Story, mm-hmm. and they just tell their story, and we get to talk to them. And now, you did one of those this morning. I did. Harold Bannister, 93 years old. We've gotten to know him. Uh, he's been a part of this church since basically, what, there was one building? Right, uh, one, right. One small building, and he was yeah. even talking about that as a part of that. And it was hard for me to to not just sit back and listen and keep it within certain time constraints because his stories we're gonna we're gonna have him back uh several times i think what you did what the listeners need to know is that uh mr harold uh still works on the computer he had a career with ibm right and he still does all of our attendance spreadsheets our trend analysis he does all of that every monday morning he enters all the data and gives me some of the most helpful 
uh, research data um, market analysis that I can have with the different numbers of the different uh, opportunities here to, to serve at Dunwoody. Uh, he, he was so excited about the fact that he has a computer, he has a desk. He was talking about that today. He gets to come to work on Monday mornings, and he just loves being here. I know we're, tra- we're rolling out this new uh, church management system, and he, you know he figured out that, you know what, this thing might work me out of a job. And it's like, Harold, no. we're never going to not have a job for you. There, there's always going to be a place. Um, and there are lots of those kind of stories. And, and, and the fun thing, Gary, is that we're, we're getting new stories to add to. Right. Uh, you, you'll, you'll talk to 93-year-old Harold and, and hopefully 33-year-old Catherine in the not-too-distant future to hear her story of immigrating to this country and finding faith. And she's one of the, the newest members of our church in uh uh, just a delightful story, and so uh, we're a community. We'll we'll share our stories, we'll share our Bible studies, we'll share our our songs, and I'm looking forward to it. Right uh, now, you have a vision for a series that you want to do to kind of introduce this, uh, this this podcast thing. You you told me that you had an idea in mind for something that didn't really feel in it didn't really work as a sermon series because you couldn't really fit it in. So, what is it you're wanting to run with? So I think there are a lot of things that churches do that people don't understand why we do those things. Um, why do Baptists baptize by immersion? Why do we have communion? Uh, what is a deacon? Uh, how, what's the j- governance of the church? How do we make our decisions? We, we had a Sunday school class. Uh, our executive pastor, uh, Alan Tolliver, spent an, an entire hour with that Bible study class on Sunday morning telling them where the money goes. Uh, yep. Because the uh, we you know you you give money either online or uh, put money in the plate or or send it in or whatever and and unless you are sort of an insider you may not know decisions that are made about the budget so we're thinking about a series called why we do what we do and little ten minute twenty minute maybe thirty minute snippets of. Uh, let's talk about deacons. Let's talk about the budget. Let's talk about communion. Let's talk about what church membership is. Let's talk about um, uh, how decisions are made. Let's talk about what a pastor is. What is a uh, how, how does the uh, the financial uh, plan personnel? How do we how do we staff the church? So, kind of thinking about a series called "Why We Do What We Do." and letting it sort of be one of the launch points of the podcast. Right. Now, we're in the Christmas season, and I was watching the promo videos the other day, and it looks like we have a really good Christmas series coming up. I saw the promo for that. And I would, first of all, I was blown away by the quality of the promo. We have a great technical team. I mean, I just sit back and go, wow. This well, let me, let me pause just for a quick uh, pat on the back to that tech team. I believe that it's the right time for this podcast because when we were in pandemic mode, our production team, our tech team did such a good job with our Sunday morning production that we started seeing people tuning into the podcast because, uh, not the podcast, the uh, uh, live stream of the Sunday morning services because it felt more organic as a worship service rather than just a static camera pointed at a stage. 
Uh, they did such an amazing job with that. We we picked up people who now have become a part of our faith community but have never been here. Uh, we have a, a one or two people from overseas who watch almost every week. We have some people in Louisiana, some people in Florida, some people in Missouri, people in Texas who who consider themselves part of the Dunwoody Baptist Church family even though they've never been here and probably never will be here. We get offering envelopes from Florida. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I, when I was online the other day, I saw someone put in a greeting from Istanbul. Right. And I'm like, that, how? I mean, I, don't even, I, I was trying to figure out what the time difference there was. Uh, it's about eight hours. That's crazy. Uh, they're eight hours ahead of us. Uh, we have some, uh, like I said, some people from London, a uh, couple from Canada, and... Um, and they, they never will be here, but this digital DBC, that's what you call the podcast. Right. And, uh, and they are part of uh, the family. Now to the Christmas thing. Um, when I was uh, uh, on staff at a church in Louisiana, we did a complete renovation of a sanctuary building that was built in the 1920s. And it had, of course, stained glass because uh, churches did. And... Uh, over the 60-plus years uh, since the church was built, the, um, the grout and the glazing and the lead and the uh, water damage had started, started to affect those windows. And when we did the renovation, we took each window out individually and laid it on a table in a, in a storefront that we'd rented that became the stained glass studio. And I watched craftsmen. Wait, wait, wait. So you took each individual piece of glass out we took each window out and laid it on the table and then the craftsman took every single piece of glass out and re-leaded all of it and those stained glass windows were sort of like the background you you saw them every day right but until i saw each piece taken apart and then re-leaded and reassembled and then put back into the space I had no idea that every stained glass window tells a story. And so our Christmas series is called A Stained Glass Christmas, and each element of the Christmas story is part of the larger story of Jesus and his, his love for us and his, uh, his plan to, uh, to help us out of our, our brokenness and our lostness into a life that we think is, a, is an abundant and uh, life worth celebrating. So the, each week is a part of the stained glass window, so to speak. What's really exciting for me for this Christmas is that uh, I, when I came on board, we were in the middle of a major building project, and we didn't have our worship center uh, last Christmas. And so, and we were in the middle of a pandemic, and those struggles uh, that went along with that. This year, we get to gather like we'd normally gather, and we get to do it in a, a new space, and that's very exciting. And we get to share that with our digital community. Right. In the show notes, you'll put a link to the Christmas Eve services. Right. Uh, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 11 o'clock if you want to watch them live. But then they'll show up in the Facebook feed and they'll show up on the, uh, the website eventually. But we'll drop a link in the show notes to the um, Christmas Eve services, but also to the promo that you talked about that our tech team put together for the series of Stained Glass Christmas. Again, that was so brilliant. I just, 
it was one of those moments when I was watching and I just had to sit back and just like, wow, that was beautiful. We think God is doing a lot of stuff at Dunwoody Baptist Church just through, uh, like we talked about with this podcast, that you had an assignment for a school um, curriculum and I had this yearning for us to be able to be in people's lives. Uh, we spend so much time in cars in Atlanta, and it's it is a <laughs> true. It, it is a big part of my vision that we redeem that time and not allow it just to be wasted. I, I listen to I, there's there's nothing wrong with college sports. But when you hear the same commentary over and over and over again, uh, there's just something in our spirit that says, let me, let me feed my spirit with something just a little different. Right. Um, so a little bit more about this podcast. What, one of the reasons I had this thing that I wanted to do anyway was because, uh, and, and I alluded to this in the episode zero that's going to be rolled out fairly soon, was back when I was doing youth ministry, you probably had the same experience you could see the effect that participation and attendance had on a youth program. Uh, they come and go. All of a sudden, you're missing key people. It's not as an exciting, and you're not people are not engaged, and you're missing a lot of things. And you see that in church, too. That was one of the biggest problems that uh, I saw in every church I've ever been in. People have found way too many reasons, most of them, some of them are valid, uh, for missing. But when you miss... You're missing the gifts that go with that person. Well, that was really why we started the live stream about uh, five years ago. It really wasn't so that we could reach out to Istanbul and London. It was more so that if we had a businessman who had to travel or a family that was at grandma's house, that they could watch the service from their church online and not feel like they're missing stuff. So they were more likely to return to church if they knew what the series was, if they knew what the songs were, if they were able to see their friends and see their their people, the whole live stream, the, the first digital uh, foray for us here at Dunwoody Baptist Church. We wanted it to be so that people could remain a part of the faith community even if they couldn't be here live. Right. So tell me a little bit about your vision for the church moving forward. Uh, I know we got... It's so many talented people, so many missions that we're working on right now. Well, we know that uh, God is bringing us an increasing diversity. We're not where we are going to be, but we're watching uh, increasingly on Sunday morning the attendance uh, where people don't all look alike. Uh, we have many nationalities, many ethnicities. Um, we're, we're not as far along as we want to be and not as far along as we need to be to respond to some of those things. Nonetheless, God is bringing the world to us. He's bringing lots of different cultures to us, not just international cultures, but also different traditions um, who, who come to our church. And, and so where we are moving forward is to try to interpret what's going on in North Atlanta in light of the gospel, right? So that so that the 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 biblical truth that we try to make sure we talk about on Sunday mornings in our Bible study classes, in our small groups, in our sermons, and even in our songs, so that the biblical truth 
is the filter applied to culture rather than the other way around. Right. And so this uh, spring, um, starting in January, we'll do a, a series on how the, the biblical truth becomes a filter for cultural events, specific cultural uh, things that are going on that we're talking about. What about sexuality? What about racism? What about politics? What about uh, schools for our children? What about being a parent? These are all things that are sort of front burner, and if we're not careful, we tend to separate real life from church life but what we hope happens at Dunwoody Baptist Church going forward is that we let the Scripture speak into real life. Now, you were just talking about like some of the, the, the sermons and stuff that you got coming up. I could ask you on any given Sunday, what are you going to be preaching on? And you could tell me that, right, for about the next year. Is that right? Correct. You take, don't you take time off? To- I do. I, I, I try to spend some time. We have, we have such a deep bench here with other pastors, and, and so I try to take some time off during the summer to uh, put together a spreadsheet with, with the sermons that I intend to do for the next 13 months. God often changes uh, things either through circumstance or, or I just have a, a thought that I need to, to change gears. But by and large, we, we know where we're going for the next 13 months. And um, uh, the stained glass Christmas was an example of a, we, we had a little bit of a pivot on that one. We're kind of heading in another direction. And then just some things went on at the church where we needed to make that pivot. So we're flexible enough to uh, make that change. Uh, but in our particular uh, setting, we do know, uh, we, we try to preach in series. We try to let people uh, have their listening habits to follow along in some kind of an organized plan. We just finished a, a study of uh, Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. We call that 10 words that will change your life. What are those 10 words? If God is for us, who can be against us? And uh, that was well-received. We'll drop that um, as uh, part of the podcast uh, probably after the first of the year, I think. We'll drop the Romans series. And then in the coming year, I'll finish uh, Romans because we need to pick up with uh, chapter 9 and work through the end of the the book. And that'll be um, uh, part of the 2022-2023 sermon plan. Now, to change gears a little bit, uh, I'm kind of curious about your transition from youth pastor to pastor. How, how did that, because I, I mean, especially if you're coming back to the church where you were the youth pastor and people knew you back in the day, how did that go? Well, that's an easier transition most of the time because a lot of my youth are now adults. That, so it's the same. About that. It's the same people. Yeah, uh, and that's the ongoing joke. If we're in youth ministry long enough, when we become pastors of senior adults, we're going to work with the same kids we started with, and uh, that's kind of where I am now. I guess I've been in ministry about forty years, and um, the in reality, Gary, youth ministry and being a pastor are very much the same. You're developing leaders. You're casting a vision. Uh, you're trying to encourage volunteers, find out what people's gifts are, and and deploy those in in ways that are meaningful and that make a difference. You uh, you speak into the lives of your congregation, and in the case of a student pastor, the congregation is his students, their parents, and the youth workers. Generally, that's about twenty percent of the 
the total church attendance is a student ministry. So it's not all that different. Uh, the problems are probably scaled a little bit, and the um, the scope uh, is is a little bit larger. But um, and of course, we deal with a lot more grief uh, sure. as a pastor. We we've done a, a number of uh, memorial services for those of our our people who have who have uh, passed on. Yeah, one of the things that really impressed me when I came on board here was just the, the quality of the ministry staff that is here, from the children to the missions. I mean, I don't think I've ever been in a church before that had a dedicated missions pastor before. And it's just, and I look across the board, and I just see quality everywhere I look. I don't think I've ever been in a church where our IT director was working on a doctorate in ministry. Uh, uh, me too. I don't, <laughs> it, it caught me by surprise as well. Well, that's you. I, for those of you who are listening, Gary McIntyre is our IT director and he's the host of the podcast and and the this as we said came into being because gary is working on a a doctor of ministry degree at liberty university and that's a degree for pastors he he doesn't need that for it he just felt like that was what the lord was wanting him to do so that uh, i appreciate that gary the lord is assembling such a an amazing team here that uh, I can just sort of sit in the cheap seats and watch. It's, it's been a, a wild ride for me because it's a thing that I never saw coming. Uh, and again, I, I keep hitting on things that I might have already hit on in a, a previous episode. But the, the thing is, at one time I told somebody I would never have an IT job again. I gave up a full-time IT job to go into full-time student ministry. I've been doing part-time student ministry for like 20 years before that. Uh, but I gave up IT for a full-time uh, student ministry job, and someone said, do you ever miss it? And I said, well, I miss the people, and I miss the work. I don't, but I feel like I'm a part of something bigger in ministry. And so I said, I'd never take an IT job again, and, well, here I am. Well, and the, the, the fun thing about this church is that um, you, you're IT, but you also help with the children's ministry. It's true. And uh, you don't have kids in that ministry, but you uh, are to them Uncle Gary, and and not in a creepy, weird kind of way. But you're you're a key volunteer in our children's ministry. Let's uh, let me switch gears. Can I? Absolutely. So one of the things we wanted to do with this podcast, and one of the things I'm most excited about, is that each Wednesday night we're going to do a live podcast. We'll have a, uh, a, a group here at the church if they want to come. We'll have a group online who's uh, being able to access by Zoom. And uh, you and I will just talk about the scripture that will be the main scripture for the text for coming up uh, on the following Sunday. So I'm excited about uh, dropping that podcast so that uh, if people want to listen in their car on Thursday or Friday or or Saturday, then they'll have a deep dive into the scripture that will be the text for the message on Sunday morning. So I'll drop that little commercial, that little teaser into what's going to be coming up uh, in the next uh, few months. 
I think what's going to be fun is once I start getting with the, the video team and start putting together promos for what we're doing here, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that as well. Uh, we want to just generate some excitement and some buzz. Hey, this is it, something new we're doing. It's a lot of fun to combine the audio element that's usually a podcast with links in the show notes and mentions of some video elements that will be uh, available as well. Right, right. So uh, before we uh, wrap up our time here, you got anything else you'd like to share with us? No, uh, I, I am excited. I don't, I don't know when this will drop. I know that, uh, that by the time we drop this episode, we will be uh, deep into the, the Wednesday Night Live podcast. So we'll, we'll leave some links in the show notes for how people can uh, uh, get on board with that Wednesday night. If they're in a hotel room on a business trip somewhere, they can take 30 minutes out of their uh, Wednesday evening before dinner or whatever, and and take part in a Bible study just to encourage them wherever they are. And that's the that's the part that's most exciting to me is that we uh, we are going to be able to do discipleship every day of the week and not just wait till that three hours on Sunday morning. This is exciting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Pastor Alan Jackson, thank you for meeting with us. Look forward to uh, keeping this thing going. Uh, I'm Gary McIntyre. Again, thank you for joining us on Digital DBC, where Dunwoody Baptist Church meets in the digital world. We'll see you next time.